0: Stress is going to come. There's no way to be stress-free. That's that's a fantasy. <laughs> uh, you're just you're not going to live in a world where there is no stress. But you can manage the stress that you're that you're exposed to, and then you also can prevent burning out or allowing it to overwhelm you to where you become burnout. But I'm finding that it's very challenging for people who have that mindset of going, 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 and I can't rest until I've reached whatever that ultimate goal is. But it will be a challenge for those once you're, once you're starting because it does take you relearning and rethinking, which is the hardest part of any, any change, right? That's because you're busy. It doesn't mean that you're productive. And taking breaks, whether they be a day off or two, For these mindful micro breaks that I'm talking about, it helps you become more productive, which is more important than being busy. Trust me. Sis, I get it. You want to be healthy, organized, make six figures, and have the selfie-worthy life you see on social media. But between your job, making sure your family is healthy, being the perfect wife, being all things to your church, trying the latest diet every Monday, drinking your water and minding your business, you're overwhelmed and exhausted. Well, it's time to reclaim your energy, sis. This podcast is dedicated to you. back to the reclaim your energy sis podcast i know i know i know i've been gone I know i've been gone for a minute but as many of you know i am a caregiver in addition to being a burnout prevention slash health coach um, i do take care of, of my mom and then i just needed a break as well so uh, if you are following me on instagram then you see more posts there but if you're on my email list, you hear from me all of the time. So either follow me on Instagram at burnout coach mo where I share tips on how to manage stress and prevent burnout. Or just add yourself to my um, my email list and you'll hear from me a whole lot more <laughs> than on the podcast. But I'm going to try to get better with podcasting. One of my first podcast back to be about overwhelm and overcoming burnout. I I just although I'm hearing more about burnout, it's still we're still missing the mark right It is so simple. It is so simple to prevent yourself from becoming burned out. It is so it is more controlled um, it's more under our control than we think. It is, and that's what I am trying to teach: is how you can prevent burnout, how you can manage stress in a way. Because listen, stress is going to come. There's no way to be stress-free. That's that's a fantasy. <laughs> uh, you're just you're not going to live in a world where there is no stress, but you can. Manage the stress that you're that you're exposed to, and then you also can prevent burning out or allowing it to overwhelm you to where you become burnout. So, I wanted to talk about that um, as my I don't know welcome back (laughs) episode is to get more into burnout and preventing it. And listen, the past several years from 2020 on has been, I I don't even know if I have the words to describe the last few years. I mean, it's just been, it's been a bit much. (laughs) It's been a bit much for all of us. And my gosh, it's a lot. I'm just going to say that it's been a lot trying to tackle everything, especially if you work and if you have kids, I don't have any children. um, But if you're a caregiver like me, And you're building a business and or you're in corporate America or you're a ministry leader, if you're a pastor, it's been crazy. I mean, the past few years has just been crazy. And if you haven't learned how to manage the stress in your life, you're you're probably at the point if you've been dealing with life for the past three years, you're actually probably at the point where you're overwhelmed at this point or on the brink of burnout. And so I wanted to talk about five practical steps that you can take, or, or we could even say that they're tips that you can implement into your life so that your body is prepared to bounce back after a stressful event because they are going to happen. You know, we are in a nation of to-dos or, you know, we have this, we're drowning in to-do lists, right? And we we also have this, I don't even know where this came from. It came from the pits of hell. <laughs> it came from the pits of hell and that is hustling. I don't know where this hustle mentality came from and why it's so popular but we feel like we can't reach our goals and enjoy a peaceful life at the same time it's either or and you hear all of these people who have reached heights that we want to reach in our lives and a lot of them have said that they didn't sleep or they got minimal sleep or they grind all the time and um They just don't take any time off. And that is, if they did, they didn't share that, right? They just talked about them hustling and doing all of these things and working to the the wee wee hours of the night morning and just going, going, going. And there's really not enough people who talk about burnout until they have experienced it. Like they did all those things like, um, oh gosh, what is her name? Um, Huffington. I can't remember her first name, but um, she talked about when she was at the pinnacle of, or the height of her career and she found herself passed out. And I think in her office and she was literally experiencing burnout and she decided to change the way she did her life, her business, and to include more resilience and more um, stress management and more of just taking some time off and enjoying her life while she was building her business. And I'm so happy that someone like her is is talking about burnout and preventing burnout. You, you can enjoy your life while you are building your business or your ministry. You can. You just have to be willing and open to rethinking what success looks like for you. And that is something that I teach my clients and I work with my clients to um, rethink what success looks like and, and um, incorporating these very simple tips that I'm going to share. I teach them how to incorporate these very simple tips. I'm going to share only five with you today, but it's very simple, but I'm finding that it's very challenging. For people who have that mindset of going, 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 and I can't rest until I've reached whatever that ultimate goal is. You know, we end up in this overwhelm conundrum, if you will. And it's why, I don't know, it's like this trap where we feel like we constantly need to push through overwhelm. And I don't know, it just, it really is like this this trap. And once we get or we once we find ourselves in overwhelm and once we find ourselves dealing with burnout, at that point it feels like you're stuck and you can't get out of it. But you really, you really can. You actually can do the things that I mentioned to get out of overwhelm or burnout. And then, of course, continue them so you don't find yourself dealing with overwhelm in the future. So let me get into them really quickly. And again, it's just five. It's just five practical, simple steps or tips or whatever you want to call it. But it's really easy to implement, very simple to implement. But it will be a challenge for those once you're once you're starting because it does take you relearning and rethinking, which is the hardest part of any any change, right? So here are the five steps for slaying overwhelm or preventing burnout or whatever you, whatever you like to call it. And the first one was very challenging for me, and that is prioritization with purpose. So what the heck does that mean? So I, I was and still am a big to-do list person. Like, I feel like I can't start my day unless I know what it is I'm supposed to do that day, right? The problem was, and so I got my, my my journals, I have my planners and all of that. I got cute planners. Here's the problem. I would think about all I had to do for, let's say, the next day or the next few days, and there'd be like 50 things on the list, <laughs> like I would put so much stuff on my to do list. It was crazy, and then I get overwhelmed just reading the list. <laughs> I would put all the stuff on there, and then I'd go back and read it. I'm like, "Oh my God, And so for me, if I'm overwhelmed, I freeze like I don't want to do anything. I'm like, oh my God, that is too much. I'm just not going to do anything. The next thing you know, time has passed and I still haven't met my goals. I still haven't done, you know, whatever it is I wanted to get done because I put too much crap on my list. And so it wasn't until I learned how to prioritize the things on my list. So what that means is write out everything you need and make sure that they are smart. Meaning, and we know what the acronym SMART means. I mean, we've been hearing it for years. And so, one of the key things is to put a time or a deadline on the thing that you needed to get done, especially major things. I'm not talking about, you know, cleaning your office or your bathrooms any, anything like that. I'm talking about major things on your list that will move business forward or that will um, get you closer to, let's say, your weight loss goal or whatever the goal is. So you put a time on that thing. And of course, your, your the items in your to-do list should get you closer to that major goal. What you then do in order to prioritize is you look at the list and you say, okay, what needs to be done, let's say next week. Okay, we'll just take it in weekly chunks. What needs to be done next week? And that then becomes one of your to-do items, one of your priority to-do items. And then you look at the next thing that needs to be done. And then you add that one. Again, you're looking at the due dates for those items. Then you add that to your list and so on and so forth. And that's how you prioritize One of the ways you prioritize what you have to do, you prioritize with a purpose and a goal in mind. And it needs to be no no more than five. Three is ideal, but no more than five on your list. For the day, those are things that you have to get done because time is of the essence. The second thing you do is... To learn to delegate this is another one that i challenged that i i was challenged with and this is the one especially my ministry leader clients have a really really hard time doing and that is delegating hey sis are you feeling like you're juggling a million things at once Work family, friends, church, social commitments, the list goes on and on. And let's be real, stress eating and Netflix binges aren't cutting it anymore because your pants, actually your yoga pants are getting a little too tight. But fear not, my fellow multitasking queens, I've got your back. As a certified integrative nutrition health coach who's also uh, certified in stress management, I specialize in helping busy women like you manage stress and lose weight without sacrificing your sanity. You and I can work together one-on-one to create a personalized plan that fits your crazy schedule. That's no fat diets, No deprivation, just practical and sustainable strategies to help you feel your best. And hey, we'll even have some laughs along the way. So if you're ready to kick stress and unwanted pounds to the curb, let's chat, sis. Just go to businesschurchlife.com and then go to the Work With Me tab. And from there, just apply to work with me. That's businesschurchlife.com. Work with me tab and then just apply to work with me. Hey, you bring the coffee and I'll bring the expert advice and Kale. Deal, deal. So, going back to prioritizing with purpose. So, you're looking at your list, you've mapped out when things need to be done, right? You looked at the date and you've created your list based on your top three to five things that you need to do the next day based on the dates that these items are due. The next thing is you look at your list and have an honest conversation with yourself and determine what can really be delegated. What can I delegate this to? Who can I give this to to take care of for me because I don't have to do every single thing. It could be as simple as, let's say it's something in your personal life that's on your to-do list. It could be, I don't know, picking up laundry. I don't know, <laughs> you know, picking up dry cleaning. Could you ask someone else to do that for you? Maybe your husband your or your spouse can stop by the, lawn, the um, dry cleaners to get your dry cleaning, right? It could be as simple as that. Or it can be something in your business that let's say let's say let's talk about ministry leaders. Let's say you're a ministry leader and you need some you know graphics for social media. Do you really have to create those graphics, or can you get someone else to do it for you? Right? Can you maybe get someone in your church who is good with uh, Canva or something like that, and they can create the graphics? For you um, but look at your list and determine what can you delegate if you're seeing things on that quite a few things on the list looks like you need to delegate but you don't have anyone that's in your circle who can do those things then it might be time for you to look at hiring a virtual assistant now before you freak out you can you can afford to hire a virtual assistant I promise you it's not They are not really, depending on what it is, they're not expensive, especially if it's for administrative tasks, you'd be surprised. You can probably get someone to do some things for you administrative wise for little to nothing, like seriously. So look at the list and see if you can delegate Um, and be honest with yourself because you can't do Everything. So, really be honest with yourself about things you can delegate. And this is something that I work with my clients on as well. The third way to slay overwhelm, this is my favorite. I have mastered this one, I am proud to say. It's saying no. You have to learn to say no. You cannot say yes to everything because if you say yes to everything for other people, that means you're automatically saying no to something that you really need to do for yourself. So learn the art of saying no. No is a complete sentence. You do not owe people explanations. Say no. Thank them for including you. Thank them for asking you. Thank them for considering you. But at this time, I am unable to do X, Y, Z, All right? Just say no, I can't. And don't say I'm sorry, right? Because you're not. You can't do it. You just can't. You physically cannot do that thing. Now obviously if you can, then add it to your calendar and all that. But if you really cannot, you have no business saying you can do something when you cannot do the thing. So say no. Say no. Say no. And practice it. If that is if if you're a people pleaser and you're getting you're like you're breaking out in hives at the thought of saying no to people you need to practice saying no because you listen you gotta say no that's all I'm gonna say on that one I could literally talk for hours about saying no let me know if you want me to give you um, if you want me to do a whole podcast dedicated to saying no <laughs> let me know and I definitely will but you really have to practice saying no so that you can say yes to you do not let people and here's the thing this is what I learned when I started saying no people found somebody else they weren't like they may have been a little taken aback by you telling them no but honey they found someone else and they were all good they, they were fine they they were fine and they're going to be fine they will find someone, someone else to do the thing because they are just asking folks many many folks to do the thing and they're going to keep asking until they get a yes. It's not that serious. I promise you they will get the thing done, whether you do it or not. Okay. The fourth thing is to take mindful micro breaks. And this is another um, challenge for my ministry leaders, particularly, as well as uh, corporate clients. So ministry leaders have a real real hard time, taking time off, let alone daily breaks. And these are so important. These are, especially if you don't take days, like if you don't take a day or two off during the week, you really need to take mindful micro breaks. I mean, I don't know how to stress the importance of taking these mindful micro breaks If you aren't taking a day or two completely off from work, you have to, you have to. What does mindful micro breaks mean? It's really just taking five to 10 minutes, um, mid morning or mid afternoon away from work. It's giving your mind a break. Right. You can either go outside for five or 10 minutes and listen to a podcast or you can listen to the Reclaim Your Energy Says podcast <laughs> or you can listen to some music and it's just getting your mind off of work for five or 10 minutes and then doing the same in, in the afternoon. Or you can take those five or 10 minutes to do a quick walk or maybe to do a dance break or, or what have you. It, it should be relaxing. It shouldn't be you stopping work to do more, you know, more work, right? It's just a a, a a break—it gives your mind a break to uh, time to reset, if you will. And then once you get back into work, you're like bright-eyed and bushy-tailed. You, you're—you may come up with um, new thoughts and new new ways of completing a task because you've given your your mind time to take a break <laughs> and to reset. So you can actually be more productive at work. Just because you're busy, it doesn't mean that you're productive. And taking breaks, whether they be a day off or two, or these mindful micro breaks that I'm talking about, it helps you become more productive, which is more important than being busy, trust me. And then lastly, make sure that you're celebrating small wins This is this one was a challenge for me because I am looking for, you know, reading reaching my goal and I'm looking more at the big goal or the big thing that I'm trying to reach rather than acknowledging every single small goal as I am working my way to the big goal, right? And if you what happens is when you celebrate those small wins, it does something to you. You just get more of a pep in your step it um, really helps you to stay the core so that you can reach those big goals in the end. Because I don't know, you just feel good. You feel like you've accomplished something and you're just not working just to be working, but you, you are making some progress. It's a reminder that you're making some progress and you eventually reach your bigger goal. But on the way, it's not so exhausting. <laughs> Once you get that big goal, you're like, oh, that was hard. But you acknowledge all of these small wins on the way, on the road to reaching that big goal. It just makes you feel good, right? It just makes you feel good to acknowledge that you you've done something right. You've reached some sort of goal. You're headed in the right direction. So Always celebrate those small wins. To wrap up, just to summarize, in order to slay overwhelm, do it in five simple steps. So that's prioritizing with purpose, particularly prioritizing your to do list with purpose, delegate, learn to say no, take mindful micro breaks throughout the day, and always celebrate small wins. Now, I hope that you do each of those things. And I hope that you will find me on Instagram at Coach Mo, And let me know, send me a DM and let me know how you're doing. Let me know you've tried these and how it's working for you. I have created a free seven day resilience checklist. Uh, it is, I mean, I'm going to celebrate my small win and pat myself on the back. The checklist Is bomb. Do we still say that? I don't know. The checklist is amazing. I'll just say that. (laughs) I'm dating myself. The checklist is amazing and it gives you the tools to create an unbreakable foundation for your goals in just one week. So what does that look like? That means showing you little things like practicing gratitude, getting outside and prioritizing sleep and other small doable habits that will add up to big bounce back ability. And that's the key. That's the key to getting through or getting over burnout and overwhelm is to bounce back quickly you have to learn how to bounce back because again, stress is inevitable. It is going to come up. It is, if you're alive, you're going to encounter stress. The key is to know how to bounce back from any stressful event. So if you're ready to get back on track or if you're ready to learn how to just be prepared for when that stressful event comes in your life, Click the link in the show notes to access my free 7-Day Resilience Checklist. Remember, stress is inevitable and we decide whether a stressful event will take us out or if it will be just a small bump in the road. i see you next time. Thank you so much for listening to the Reclaim Your Energy Sis podcast. Let's take our energy back by creating new habits so we can live instead of exist. Now, if you're on Instagram, follow me at Mo, and I would love to hear from you. So DM me and say, hey sis, and let me know if this podcast has been helpful Also, please leave a five star rating for this podcast as it really helps with the algorithm and tells the podcast hosting platforms to share this podcast with other women just like you. Now, if you leave a rating, make sure you screenshot it and send it to me over on Instagram so that I can personally Thank you. Again, thank you so much for listening and I'll see you in the next episode.